0: To the comic book series Hack Slash, created by Tim Seeley. I am your co-host Serena,
1: and I am your host Dr. Chris. And Hack Slash, the Goth Girl Horror Podcast, is part of the Radio Horror Network. And tonight we begin an incredibly long coverage <laughs> of Hack Slash Volume One, Issue Number One by Devils Due Press. I'm excited.
0: I'm so excited to get
1: to ongoing. Yeah. so
0: excited.
1: And we were going to have a special guest on the show with us, but unfortunately we weren't able to connect with him very well. But we want to give a great shout-out to uh, Greg Elner, who wrote the hack slash continuity timeline, which is really cool. And he's been a big help on the show with, like, questions and answers that we don't always want to bug Tim Seeley about. There's some things I, I definitely have to go directly to him about, like a certain action figure that's coming out in December Hopefully. (laughs) Um,
0: Hopefully. Fingers crossed.
1: Yes. Uh, There's a hack slash toy coming out. And I don't just mean like uh, that little Lego-looking thing that came out from Minimates or the statue that came out from Dangerous Ladies, if that's what they was called. I have the statue. They also put out like a tarot, which are the Black Rose ones, and also a Batgirl and, and, and Supergirl. You know, a lot of femme fatales get there these statues, uh, and they're really cheap, they're like $45, but the Hack Slash one has been sold out for a while. But there's an action figure coming out from this website that's also doing the Blue Beetle, and I mean by Blue Beetle, I don't mean Jaime Ramos, I mean like oh. Golden Age Blue Beetle. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, that's the only Blue Beetle I know. So
1: cool. What, Jaime Ramos? Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, from uh, Young Justice. I, you probably know from Young Justice, right?
0: I think so, probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, because he was prominently featured in the second season.
0: Okay, yeah, so that's probably where I know I'm from.
1: But, uh, we're going to go over Hackslash issue number one, which has, like, a kind of various, like, first issue kind of covers. Um, I'll just kind of point that out right now and get it out of the way. I have three of the covers for Hack slash issue number one. I have the free comic book day issue, which is, like, half of the issue, which has Cassie in the upskirt shot mm-hmm. of her panties, you know what I mean, with the skull right up on the crotch, and Vlad and Shadow behind her. Yay. yes, yes. Okay, I have the actual first issue cover, the regular cover, which is Cassie bashing a guy with a bag over his head, like, you know, bashing his head off. And she's wearing her typical kind of outfit, like a see-through top and, uh, you know, black bra and a little tiny skirt. I have that signed by Tim Seeley. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Okay, I have that signed by Tim Seeley in 2010, and above it says, Slated to be a major motion picture from Rogue Pictures. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, get her hopes up some more. And
1: then I have the Tim Seeley cover for um, Halloween, which came out, which is called The New Reader Halloween Treat, nominated for Best Comic Book by Spike TV Scream Awards 2008, and uh, has a naked Cassie with a pumpkin covering her crotch, and her arms are leaning on the pumpkin covering her breasts.
0: But in mine it says the reprint of cover A.
1: Yeah, and also this, by the way, issue contains the stuff that might be in the omnibus, I'll get into the details about the issue when we get to the overlay of the issue. But we have a plot synopsis for us. Greg, I think actually sent it over, unless you have one written up.
0: For our first issue, we come to Hack Slash Gross Anatomy, published in May 2007 by Devil's Dew Press. Uh, Gross Anatomy opens on a construction site of a high-rise building in Atlanta, Georgia. Kathy is getting her toe cut off with a circular autopsy saw by Dr. Gross while tied to a chair. It's notably unclear whether or not he is actually undead due to leaking a lot of slasher traits beyond his serial killing and skinned appearance. Overall, he's a take on a torture porn villain, one even he despises and comments about as being purposeless. He talks like Hannibal Lecter, giving his lectures on what she's like, even with her being relatively stoic. As he admits that he has done some sick things to students before he had been ruined and took apart his students. Begins an impromptu... He then begins an impromptu psychoanalysis. Every one of his comments leads to another flashback for Cassie. She was bullied by kids at school. She was stopping her mom, meeting and teaming up with Vlad, including exactly how the meat man died, her dad's disappearance. Dr. Gross gives a diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder, or sociopathy, which is almost completely true, making it all the creepier. Vlad comes into the coffee shop to get internet, in full slasher, slayer, sire with his mask obviously not seeing what's wrong using a pet tracker website he's able to track cassie his entire plan ha- was a trap he manages to get over to cassie just before she's about to have her throat slit cutting off gross's arms in the process cassie checks the bleeding the bleeding dr gross out the window to fall down below i am really fucked up she proclaims back at a motel cassie's complaining about bleeding on her clothes in the bathroom they just don't have the money for this kind of wardrobe Vlad expresses concern as she has lost two toes and nearly died, but comes inside when he sees she's crying hysterically on the floor due to the torment, physical, and psychological Gross put her through. The issue ends on the two coming-up elements, a doctor in a building talking about what happened at Pseudotech back in Slice Hard, who so has a file from a Dr. Jack hat. And we also meet a rock star called Six Six who claims to have made a deal with the devil for his talent. The one Buckingham doesn't believe him, but there is a woman on a pentagram circle in the dressing room proving he's not lying.
1: I I I didn't think of any other song that more encapsulates the horror and tragedy of Cassie's life, especially in this frickin' issue than that song.
0: Yeah. We definitely got to learn I mean
1: Everybody has their breaking knew, point.
0: Yeah. Like we definitely knew a lot more about uh like Kathy and her mom, but I think this is the first time they've really gone into what possibly happened with her dad, but they didn't give too much away this time.
1: No, and we're not gonna get there for quite some time. But I was I definitely know. looking forward to that story when we finally got there. The mis my- the mystery. Of Jack Hack. That was really cool that they gave us that little Easter egg about Cassie's father. And little did we learn later on, we're not going to get into too much about it, but there's another amazing horror icon heavily tied into Cassie's father. Yes. Which is really cool. All right, so we have a few different covers for this issue. We have the upskirt shot that I mentioned, which, by the way, (laughs) That skirts like riding high up on one leg. It doesn't even look like a skirt anymore. No, it's just a
0: piece of fabric. That's so,
1: it. I also have by the way the um the a cover that's a black and white kind of sketch cover too.
0: Oh, I don't have that one, but I have the other two we talked about.
1: This one also is a little I bit more money too. This one is uh what looks like it says it says it's 5.95 for this sketch cover. It's the sketch cover of Cassie bashing the guy in the head with the paper bag on his head. Nice. Now, I just want to go okay. over the Halloween treat issue really quick. The Halloween treat issue reprints the first three pages, the strange story of Cassie Hack, and then goes into the actual issue at hand. But in the back of the issue, there is a bunch of notes, which might be published in the Omnibus, called Slasher Diary by Cassie Hack. Do you have that? No. Okay, is this maybe in vol- volume two of the Omnibus?
0: I don't have a, like, diary thing.
1: Yeah. There's a diary of like her adventures. I'm not gonna read it all, and then like uh, like like a picture uh, like a, a Polaroid of Vlad holding up a, um, a scratch ticket where they won uh, $800. And then we no, have the have it. okay. And then we have the hack slash cast guide, which has Cassie, Vlad, Pooch, who's not a character we've introduced yet, Chris, Lisa, Margaret, <gasps> Cassie's mother, and then the slasher checklist, which has Delilah, Bobby, Father Wraith, Lloyd, and Jimmy. Evil Ernie, Ashley Gunther, Mortimer Strick, The Walking Man, Carl XO, Acid Angel, Chucky, Hibachi Devil, Emily Christie, Eddie, Edgar, Eddie Dill, Father Wraith 2, because he kind of returns in the uh, that Archie kind of issue, Dr. Gross, 6-6, six, six, who's coming up soon, Ian, Sergeant Ryan, Laura Locks, and an aforementioned upcoming horror icon.
0: Can't wait.
1: Yep. So that's in the back of the Halloween issue. The Halloween issue is basically the same as the first issue, which I have in my hand, signed by Tim Seeley, which I shouldn't be touching then. Should be, like, bordered <laughs> and bagged. Written by Tim Seeley. Art by Emily Stone. I love Emily Stone's artwork. Emily Stone is fantastic. Are you familiar with who she is? Nope. She is basically known for hack slash comics. Her IMDB of comic books doesn't really oh. go much further than that
0: oh I was about to say like I haven't really heard
1: yeah I thought she had done more but apparently she has just done hack slash gorgeous woman too by the yeah, way. yeah she's done her.
0: a lot in yeah. at least this omnibus
1: colors by Courtney Via, letters by Brian Crowley designed by Sean Dove edits by Michael Sullivan there's a a, a qu- qu- quick thing, not, no, not a tangent. Do you know who Justin Ponser is, by the way?
0: No, but it sounds familiar. Can well, you if them? you
1: picked up any Marvel comic book that came out this week, there was a rest in peace to Justin Ponser. He was 42 huh. years old and died of cancer last month. Um,
0: oh, I think I did see people talking about that on Twitter.
1: Yeah, he was the colorist that brought to life some amazing covers for Miles Morales' Spider-Man, The Guardians of the Galaxy, Miss Marvel, the Muslim teenager, uh, Rocket Raccoon, the Avengers, and many more. His coloring really brought comic books like like just the the, the pages just came to life with his colors. Um, and unfortunately, he died of cancer last month after two years of battling it. Yeah. So just in mentioning the colorist, I had to I had to bring that up just because it is comic book related. So yeah. we're going to take a quick break and pay some play some ads by uh, a couple of great podcasts that we've gotten involved with. And we'll be back with the uh, issue overlay for this comic book real quick. I am vengeance. I am the knight.
2: I am Batman. You need to take out the trash. I don't have time for that now. We have two podcasts I have to create a new promo for. What? Both JLU cast and Superman? Yes. JLUCast, where you and I discussed the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited animated series from Bruce Timm and company. And Supermates, our original show where we talk about all sorts of geeky stuff, including our annual House of Frankenstein series on classic horror films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. But how do we combine this into one promo? I have no idea, but it sounds like we're doing our original Supermates promo all over again. I kind of think we are, but hey, other folks kind of ate it, so it must have worked. Well, why don't you get to work taking out the trash, and I'll finish up. Great. So join us, Cindy. And Chris. On JLU Cast and Supermate, both proudly part of the Fire & Water Podcast Network, found at fireandwaterpodcast.com and on iTunes. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Sorry I've been away so long. I won't let you down again. It's finally here, coming to the Fire & Water Podcast Network. General? would you care to step outside it's superman 2 movie minute chris franklin and rob kelly are back to discuss 1980s superman 2 five minutes at a time superman faces his toughest challenge when he squares off against lex luthor and three villains from the planet krypton superman 2 movie minute proud member of the fire and water podcast network
1: The Radio Horror Network with Dr. Chris hosts two fantastic podcasts, Supernatural Creatures and Lore, where we talk about the monsters, mythology, and other things that go bump in the night, connected to the CW TV series, which has been going into now its 13th season, as well as the Dead TV podcast, which I host with Mistress Zeneca. We talk about canceled television shows in the horror, science fiction, and fantasy genre every other week, currently covering... Friday the 13th, the TV series, but eventually moving on to shows like Witchblade the series, Blade the series, Spawn the animated series, and more, as we also cover canceled cartoons. Check them out on the Radio Horror Network on www.radiohorror.com. And my co-host for Supernatural Creatures and Lore is the talented and lovely actress Mel Heflin, who you can find on IMDb. Check out all of her fantastic B-rated horror movies as a fantastic scream queen. And I'd like to thank Chris Franklin for once again getting us uh, hooked up with his uh, Fire & Water podcast network. We appreciate it. They played our spot on the most recent episode of JLU Cast, which was the three-part crossover where the Justice League go back in time to fight Vandal Savage and the Nazis. Nice. Yeah, really great episode of Justice League if you've never seen it. The the way that Emily draws this issue right in the bat or whatever with uh, this creepy skinless doctor who looks like Frank from Hellraiser, by the way. Kind of yeah, it definitely is a definitely a different art style than we' than we've seen previously. Um, and it really stands out for this issue and it's really we're gonna be seeing a lot of her because she's kind of like the primary artist for a while.
0: Yeah, I think it works really well with Dr. Gross's flight man look. That's very well done.
1: Now Cassie's mother in this is not nearly as I think large as she was in the origin story.
0: No, that's something I really noticed was how in the flashbacks for this, in this issue, she looks very kind and nice, whereas in the past, it's more like monstrous and deranged, which I thought was very interesting. Right. Very
1: interesting that she's,
0: she looks like a nice old mom, and the way she talks and everything, she's very kind, like a regular mother.
1: Now, so, if you look at the flashbacks that Stefano Caselli drew of her, she is also incredibly, a much larger obese woman compared yes. to where she is here. She doesn't look obese at all. She looks no. like a woman who would be in her forties who've had a kid. Like doesn't... the lunch
0: lady. Yeah.
1: She's yeah. not a supermodel, just whatever. I agree. Yeah, kinda of strange. Then we get the flashback of like Vlad and Cassie actually meeting. That was like a really
0: quick meeting too. Like I really like how that was done because it gives a really quick, like this is how they met, but at the same time I was like, Wait, that's all you're gonna tell us? But I want to know more.
1: (laughs) Did Cassie have a pet tracker in her bag? Do you think they bought those because they're cheap and that way they can keep tabs on each other in case they get separated?
0: No. I actually think that she has, like, she's, like, microchipped, like I chipped my dog, and it was, like, 35 bucks And figuring, since, like, they're still friends with Lisa Elstein, who was a vet, I'm pretty sure she would have, like, stuck a tracker in Cassie.
1: Right. Oh have. my God. Thank you. I didn't even think about Lisa.
0: Like microchipping's cheap. It's like thirty-five bucks. Like they could do that. I <laughs> maybe com- that was her payment for like killing Bobby and euthanize.
1: And Lisa probably taught Vlad how to how to look it up because Vlad's not he's not dumb, but I don't I don't see him as being computer savvy, especially the way he lives. Oh
0: no. Yeah. Like he grew up in a basement. Like he's not that tech savvy. No. Like, he comes into the diner asking if they
1: have the wifi, <laughs> <laughs> But I like how he talks in this. Like, he talks like a normal person, when he's just like, it is rude of me to use your Wi-Fi and not be paying customer. I will have a coffee, yes. <laughs> it's like, sometimes yeah. he, he's written, like, her Hulk smash, you know? And sometimes he's written, like, coherently. Yeah. It's really strange.
0: <laughs> I know, but I like it. Like, it's And I feel like a lot of his lines I find hilarious, but they weren't actually supposed to be. I just really like that kind of deadpan sort of Mitch Hedberg. He doesn't say funny things necessarily. He says normal things funny. And I I thought that was that's probably one of my favorite parts of the whole series.
1: Cassie kicks the doctor in the balls, and he makes a point about saying she has a disdain for the male sexual organ. Gee, what could that be foreshadowing coming up? I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) A rampant case of penis envy.
1: Yeah, okay, again, we go to a flashback with Delilah. She looks yeah. pretty hot in this actual drawing. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does.
0: She's an attractive lady.
1: Yeah, but then again, the original flashbacks and also the upcoming um, issue that we've kind of been uh, talking about in uh, subtext, she is really overweight.
0: Yeah, but here, not at
1: all. No, she she's actually drawn quite quite pretty and this i i i I almost missed it where it said hi deb yeah this is delilah i thought this was cassie's foster parent for a second i I'm like nope this is the flashback about cassie's father leaving
0: yeah and it's really sad
1: now if this is before cassie's dad leaves and before the previous flashback we just saw early in the issue maybe that explains her being a looking a little younger and a little slimmer too maybe you know, depression eating. Yeah,
0: that's possible. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Have you ever had any type of surgery besides? Uh, I like, had my
0: tonsils out. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you've never had like you you have all your limbs attached and everything, right?
0: I do. Okay. I do.
1: Can you imagine what a what, what like losing a finger like or a toe like that is?
0: Well, kind of. Uh, coincidentally, my brother lost his finger. Ouch. And like, an act like this for like freak accident. Yeah, and. I- like, I don't know. Like, I've totally asked him about it all the time because it just fascinates me for some reason Well, because like,
1: you are fucked up. Maybe that's that's why. And that's why you're my co-host.
0: <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but like, I just remember like asking him things like, what is it like? What does it feel like? And, you know, like when you tap stuff with it or like when you hold stuff, like what's it like? I don't know. It's wild to me. And I totally forgot that Cassie was missing toes. What? But in the back of the issue, in the psychophiles, she actually has a really funny line about her missing toes and Doctor Gross. She says, "This asshole was one sick fuck, and now I get to think of him anytime I try to wear sandals." Give
1: me you, your, give me your OK Cupid profile. I want to see if you have listed under there likes surgical scars and missing limbs, <laughs> just so we can alert the FBI in the future. You sick, sick psycho bitch.
0: No, I just like I'm fascinated with it. Like my right. new idea is this little cartoon girl and she's got like a prosthetic leg it's actually from a victoria modesta uh, music video called prototype and it's super cute i don't know what it is leave me alone stop judging me
1: <laughs> i love how uh vlad makes his entrance or whatever by slicing that dude's arms off
0: oh i thought it was awesome he's just in his full vlad self in that one come to save the day
1: cassandra your foot
0: i'm fine i'm tiny he's all mine don't i want to know the truth about me doc I'm really fucked up no no
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the Wilhelm scream usually heard in like Star Wars and a bunch of movies I have Cassie's breaking point is reached right here with uh by the way uh, vlad with his amazing looking body too <laughs>
0: right like whoa Seen I mean, vlad like shirtless, but I mean, I think we could consider vlad like a male butterface
1: right right right, right, <laughs> right I could see this leading to the cassie hack uh cassie the uh the hack slash porno which is on the internet that you can find. <laughs> I'm not saying I've watched it. I'm just saying, oh, it's not bad.
0: <laughs> you know it exists, yeah.
1: All yours for fourteen ninety
0: nine. I do think it was really funny that, like, they, in this comic series, they do have very real-life problems, like Cassie lamenting that all of her clothes are getting bloody and they've got to stop making the Slashers bleed so much because they just can't afford it.
1: <laughs> yep, and they, uh, they definitely set <laughs> you up. You never
0: think about those problems.
1: And they set up of course Jack Hack coming and they set up the next issue with Nick uh Nick Six? Is that his name? Yeah. Six six. Six six, which is uh looks like um you know, like one of the KISS characters, uh or, or Ozzy mm-hmm. Osbourne, you know, any number of people, but we'll get to that. Uh and uh the satanic ritual sacrificing and music, of course. <laughs> In the back of both the regular issue and the hack slash issue we have some cosplay photos. Suicide girl model corrupt as our own Cassie as in one of them also our guest from a couple weeks ago Super Ghoul, is going to get us a suicide girl to come on the show for uh in a few months when we do the suicide girl uh annual
0: exciting
1: and the photo she sent me the instagram link she sent me of this suicide girl <laughs> she is sexy
0: <laughs> funny you didn't bother to share anything
1: yeah no i was too busy <laughs> <laughs> So there's a little letter in here from Team Sealy. It says, Welcome to the first issue of the ongoing Hackslash series. It's been a long road, but we're finally here. Please if you like the issue, tell your friends, write online reviews, tattoo, buy hack slash across your forehead, whatever you can do. I shall reward you with love. <laughs> in fact, anyone who does anyone who does anything to help promote Hackslash, please document it and send it in. I'll give you a drawing or a piece of art. Something. How oh, about a
0: podcast? Okay. Right, I was about
1: to say, um, does that
0: offer still hold up?
1: Hey, does yeah, maybe we should uh take a photo of this and send it to them. Hey, does this offer still hold up for uh... a... <laughs> That's a cute little letter. Um the ads in the issue are few and far between, which is great. But there was a D and D ad for miniatures when Cassie's getting her second toe cut off, which still makes it look painful. Uh, some G.I. Joe miniature statues of uh, Zartan, Corporate Commander, and uh, Snake Eyes. Again, why is G.I. Joe so relevant? Someone asked me that in an email. Why do you talk about G.I. Joe so much? Because Tim Seeley wrote G.I. Joe. An ad for Drafter, which is a Devil Doom's Press alien comic book. An ad for Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Do you know what Sheena is? Yes. A very sexy character in comic books, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, she is. And by the way, she has it. been around since like the 40s or 50s. Can you believe that?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, she no, is a long time comic book character. And then we have uh, an ad for The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> the movie <laughs> sorry the comic book the, nice. the comic book toxic avenger an ad for the chucky series we went over and a comic book called zombie reanimated now my question is if they had the the toxic avenger and they had hack slash why did we get a toxic avenger hack slash crossover
0: <laughs> yeah no instead we got like a slasher that was toxic avenger ish and like what was that the first or second episode
1: yeah, something like that. He
0: talked about one
1: of them. The free yeah. comic book day flip issue is a flip comic book with Family Guy. Cause this is actually when Family Guy was kind of uh, not doing so well in the ratings that it was about to be canceled.
0: Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it got canceled for a couple of years, and then uh, and then um, reruns on Cartoon Network and DVD sales of, Car- of Family Guy uh, exploded, and that Fox brought it back in 2007. Hmm. And it's been on the air ever since. Very cool.
0: I said I'm not a huge Family Guy fan.
1: And then on the back of the issue is Cassie jumping... Oh, my comic book got wet somehow.
0: <laughs> I wonder how.
1: I don't know. Like, there's water, <laughs> and, like, my freaking issues are getting wet. Okay.
0: Moisture.
1: Some something. A okay. hundred
0: half-slash fans just died a little bit when you said your first issue was wet.
1: Well, not the, uh, not the uh, first appearance issue. That's in pretty decent shape. And on the back of the first issue, we have Cassie jumping over Vlad, and it's a preview for the second issue. It's the second issue cover. With, actually, I don't have this cover. I have the other cover with, um, I think it's six on the cover above Cassie and Vlad back-to-back. But it says here, Cassie and Vlad confront the horror of hair metal. Kim Seeley's Queen of Slasher Killers is razor-sharp in the new ongoing Hack Slash series by BrokenFrontier.com. This issue is darker than previous tales, with artist Emily Stone Hack Slash has never, been, never looked better. 4.5, ComicReaders.com. I agree. Once again, I'd like to thank Greg for helping us with the episode uh, Plot Synopsis. Of course, unfortunately, wasn't able to come on the show with us through the technical difficulties, but his help is appreciated nonetheless. Hope I
0: did it some justice.
1: The comic book, sorry, the movies that come to mind for this issue, can you think of any? What movies come to mind when you think of this issue that we would definitely point out to the fans? One scene in particular—it's not a horror movie per se, but reminds me of someone tied to a chair being tortured—is in the movie *Casino Royale*. Daniel Craig is being tortured by Mads Mikkelsen's character, and or it, one of I the people, yeah, or someone that works works for him, and he's naked, and the guy is like slapping his balls with like rope or whatever, and he's laughing hysterically. Yeah, He's laughing hysterically when it happens, and he's like, what are you laughing at, Mr. Bond? And he's just like, it's just funny. That the last thing you're going to do before I kill you is scratch my balls. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's good stuff. Also, how many times have the Winchester brothers been, like, tied up to a chair and been tortured?
0: <laughs> Very many times. Many,
1: many. Um, I love it on the Christmas episode. They're being tortured by, like, the, uh, the pagan winter gods. And uh, mm-hmm. she's just like, when I swear, I, fi- I say the word fudge, and Dean's like, I'm going to and kill you, you fudging bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: But off the top of my head, with somebody tied to a chair being tortured, I think of, like, hostile, but, like, not the same.
1: <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we mentioned Hellraiser, because the guy looks like Frank from Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't really torture anybody is, you know, he just kind of bled everywhere and then made um his uh, uh the, the, his sister in law kill everybody for him.
0: Yes. Oh, and then well, actually I take it back. A doctor who like kind of tortures patients or people, I think of Doctor Giggles, even though he was a dentist. And that's a terrib- it does remind me of Doctor Giggles.
1: And that's a terrible movie.
0: <laughs> Whatever. That is a classic. I will die on this hill. I love that movie. It, like, terrified me when I was a kid.
1: Right, sure.
0: It did. He laughed the whole time. It's scary.
1: Our goth girl of the month is not necessarily a goth chick per se, but she has been on the Dr. Chris Radio Horror Show. Her name is Kristen Palmer. Goes by at Mystic Fay Art she's a fantasy artist tattoo artist photographer who has a great documentation of a lot of graveyards in rhode island you can go to her twitter at kristen palmer or sorry at mystic Fay art and check out a lot of her artwork her artwork is uh fantasy but also a mixture of a lot of like twisted horror stuff she's got a lot of fantastic pieces on there including her art uh for tattooing because she is a licensed tattoo artist now she's Definitely stands out in a crowd as she has long purple hair, uh, very cute glasses, and uh, very pretty smile. Uh, very lovely woman that we had on the show that I had on my show a couple of years ago. But I thought I'd give her a shout out on the our Goth Girl of the Month just because her artwork does have a more goth theme to it itself, and she's an amazing geeky tattoo artist too. So, our Goth Girl of the Month is Kristen Palmer at Mystic Fay Art, or go to mystic mysticfayfantasyart.weebly.com to check out more of her great artwork, or Instagram, which is Mystic Kristen. Very cool. That's all the notes I have about this issue. Did you have anything else you, yet you wanted to say?
0: No, I'm just really excited to get to the next issue, because I really like it.
1: Right, and in a couple- I do
0: wish we had seen, like, more of Dr. Gross, because I do like his character. I do.
1: Yeah, he got I killed like off pretty fast, and most a lot of the issue was taken up by flashbacks, too. Yeah. So. Who
0: knows? Maybe one day he'll come back.
1: We are going to have a guest on in a couple of issues uh, that will be talking a little bit about Cassie's kind of sexuality and coming out. Hopefully we will have less problems Yay. than we did with Greg. Hopefully. The person coming on is a columnist for uh, BloodyDisgusting.com, by the way, and Film and Fish Nets.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: She's from Connecticut. She is a um, person of the LGBT community herself. So she'll be. Uh, she is very interested in coming on to talk to us about Cassie's own lgbt experience coming up very shortly very cool yes you can find us online at goth girl horror or at our individual twitters at chris dsav
0: i'm mad but magic
1: speaking of cassie cosplayers by the way did you ever get that bat so you could do that cassie photo shoot for us
0: no because at the end of this month i'm just going to be driving from gonna i'm gonna go to california get my stuff and then drive back and then i'll have it
1: yes Awesome, and then we'll get a Cassie photo shoot with you.
0: Hopefully, we'll hey. see.
1: All yeah. right, <laughs> hey. hold you to it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Come back in two weeks.
2: Thank you. Cassie, Cassie, who are you gonna stop tonight? Let the villains know that you looking for a fight. Your bad, this murderous monsters don't stand a chance when you ah, ah, smash them with your bat, it murderous monsters, don't stand chance.